Hello, welcome to the Field of Screams podcast. Today we will be covering the movie Cobweb. This movie was inspired by Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart. This movie was written by Chris Devlin, who wrote the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was directed by Samuel Bowden. This film was also produced by Seth Rogen and his company Point Grey Pictures. Despite working over two decades in the entertainment field, this is the first time Seth Rogen has adventured into the horror genre. This is a fairly new scary movie that just came out. If you have not seen this movie and do plan on seeing it, I highly advise you see it before listening to this because we will be going into spoilers. This film centers around a young child named Peter, who is played by Woody Norman, and Peter hears knocking noises on his bedroom wall and soon he hears voices coming from this wall from a young girl if you have seen the trailer at all you probably know his parents act a little manic his mom carol is played by lizzie chaplin who also played in the movie cloverfield castle rock and plenty of other movies his dad mark played by antony Starr, is known for his role as homelander in the boys the first two-thirds of the movie basically consist of this entire premise. The boy Peter doesn't have an easy life. The school he goes to is full of a bunch of heathen children. Right from the credits, it shows Peter sitting at his desk being a good student. And all the other students are running around the room, throwing paper everywhere, throwing everything they can get their hands on. I feel so sorry for the custodians that work at the school. The school principal walks in a new teacher, a substitute teacher. It doesn't say what happened to the original teacher, but the principal walks in. The kid, All the kids that are messing around, they're kind of just like, oh shoot, and they run back to their desk. And the principal is like, hey kids, this is your substitute teacher till someone else comes in. And then he looks at Miss Devine, which that is her name, played by Cleopatra Coleman. And he looks at her and just gives her a good luck, and then walks out. Miss Devine is the most caring teacher in the world. She sees that Peter is having problems. She does an unannounced home visit. Not once, not twice, but three times, despite the principal telling her not to, which is kind of overstepping her boundaries. But since we're watching a horror movie, it fits in. Since the school is full of a bunch of heathens, one of the students takes Peter's pumpkin that he made in class and smashes it into a million pieces. The voice in Peter's wall tells Peter to stand up for himself and fight back. Peter goes and pushes this kid who falls down the stairs and snaps his leg, which leads to Peter being expelled which leads to him being left at home with his parents, who are crazy. This is basically the plot of the first two-thirds of the film. You could call it South Park's Butterscotch's Parents, the movie. If any of you are familiar with the show, Butter's parents are always grounding him, and there's one episode where it goes into dark territory and chains Butters up downstairs, this happens to Peter. They lock him in the downstairs basement. 
They tell him the voices that he hears in his wall. He's making it up in his head. A lot of times they are just standing very odd. Their body language, their faces are blank, usually when they are talking to Peter. One morning they're sitting down for breakfast and the dad starts, You know, Peter, there's a house that's boarded up. And then the mom kind of cuts him off and I don't says, I don't like to remember that. Just very odd dialogue that they give Peter. Right from the get-go, you're like, okay, something's off with these parents. Is it that they are crazy? Is Peter crazy? What What's going on here? There's even one scene to where when Miss Divine makes one of the unofficial home visits, the dad invites her into the house. She sits at the table. The dad reaches across the table to get something, and all of a sudden you see this liquid just dripping all over the table from his arm. And Miss Divine goes, oh my gosh, you're bleeding. And he just goes, huh, doing home remodeling. Uh, just, I hit a nail. No big deal. Ha <laughs> ha. And it's like, what? No, you just don't bleed all over the place. And just, oh, no big deal. It's okay. The parents are just so out there. And I really enjoyed the first two-thirds of this movie. I thought it was great. There was great tension. There was some just eerie, spooky scenes. The scariest scene, in my opinion, is the one where Peter's having a dream and his dad's standing in the corner of the room. His teeth are chattering. His eyes are blinking really quick. And then he's like, look what you did to your mother. And then Peter looks in the hallway and the mom has these long fingernails with glowing eyes and... The darkness is done really well and she like sprints, the lights go off in the hallway and then she zooms into the room and gets Peter but then Peter wakes up with his actual mom right there by the bed trying to comfort him. Very good scene. This film was unfortunately spoiled for me. I was on Twitter or somewhere, I honestly can't remember where it was but I came across someone's comment of saying... Oh, I like the movie till the stupid twist with the evil sister. So immediately, the voice in the wall, I kind of knew where the film was going with that. I still enjoyed the first two-thirds. I mean, the shot really well. The performances are awesome from the parents, from Miss Divine, from Peter. There's a lot of emotion Whenever the parents are being weird and Peter is upset and afraid of his parents, it almost reminds me of Hereditary, which I think they probably drew in influence from, with how the mom in Hereditary is kind of unhinged with her son and they have arguments. And th those scenes were done really well. But I think later in the film, it also drew some influence from Hereditary and it doesn't do it very well. So if you haven't seen where the last third of this film goes and you're wondering what's going to happen, I mean, I, I wish I had the experience of not knowing where the film is going because, again, it leads you in a direction and you kind of have a suspicion that it, it's going to take you in another and you're dying to know where it's going to go and you're like, oh, come on, give me the reveal already. But and then when the reveal happens, you're kind of like, oh... Why? Why did it do this? Why? So let's get into the last third of the movie. And again, the first two thirds are great. If there's any reason to watch this film, watch it for the first two thirds. I mean, 
great Halloween atmosphere. I really, really enjoyed the first two-thirds, but this last third of the movie, man, oh man. So eventually, Peter, the voice in the wall, convinces Peter that his parents are evil, which leads to him poisoning his mom and dad's meal when they sit down for dinner. His parents are poisoned. Peter goes and gets the key to unlock a secret door behind this giant clock. And when he unlocks the door and moves the clock, when the door opens, the very first scene is cool. It's really dark in this room that Peter unlocks. And then you just see eyes and this giant smile and then this creepy laughter. And Peter runs away from it. And by this point, you're like, oh no. Peter did something bad. Because now he's home alone. And this cackling thing is about to be released. Luckily for Peter, the boy who smashed his pumpkin earlier in the film, and the same boy who Peter pushed down the stairs and snapped his leg, that boy's cousins take him to Peter's house with baseball bats and hockey sticks, wearing masks, and you know it's them because they pull up and the boy's sitting in the middle of the truck and they're like, is this the house, cuz? And the boy just kind of nods. And then they go up to the house and they knock and they yell for Peter. And then the door opens silently and, and then those boys go into the house. And they start wrecking up the place. When the boys first enter the house, you would think they would notice something was wrong. I mean, when Peter poisoned his parents, his dad vomits all over the table the mom vomits on the stairs she falls down the stairs falls on a knife bleeds all over the place that house should be smelling like blood and vomit and dead bodies but the boys don't really notice it at first they're just walking around going <laughs> and they're just smashing tables and picture frames and trying to get revenge for a little cuz while they are getting revenge you start seeing signs of the evil sister floating, yes, floating around the house. There's some scenes of her, like, crawling on the walls, which, I don't know. There, there were signs of supernatural stuff, I guess, but the strength that this evil sister shows, it's like, how could she not get out of that little door? You're telling me this little clock? Well, it wasn't a little clock. It was a big clock. But, I mean, this evil sister, she starts cutting people in half and taking people's heads clean off with one swipe. I mean, one of them she kills, like, she crawls underneath, like, a piano or something, and it goes, like, munch, and then, like, blood shoots all over the place. Like, this evil sister supposedly had this superhuman strength, and she couldn't get out of this door. That's not even the worst part, though. The, the worst part is just the evil sister's design or look. And the way she moves, it's CGI. Like, it's a CGI fest. It's, it just wasn't good at all. I said this film in the third act, it had some other inspiration probably drawn from the movie Hereditary. The difference between the two, though, when we get to the end of Hereditary, and if you haven't seen Hereditary, spoilers for this, but when the mom is finally possessed... And she's going all over the place. There's a scene in that movie to where the mom is on, a, on the wall. Just like this evil sister is. But 
when it's done with the mom, it's done with shadows, and it's kind of hard to see. I mean, I, I've seen that movie countless of times with different people, and each time that scene happens, the people I'm watching it with, they don't see the mom right away. But when you do see her crawling on the wall, it's like, wait, oh my god, is that the mom? And you're like looking closer, and it's it's really done well in Hereditary. And when she finally like swims out of the room or whatever she does, crawls, you're like, oh my gosh. And like it's, it's really well done. To where is this movie, when you see the evil sister climbing on walls and floating in the air it is so obvious that it's cgi i mean the sci-fi channel would probably hesitate before they use this design for a monster it's that bad the evil sister has this really long hair and when she's on the wall or ceiling the hair hangs down so there's times to where you don't see the evil sister but you just see her long hair floating and it kind of reminds me of like a shark fin, like in the movie Jaws. Like if you played that Jaws theme music, it probably would have suited the scene really well with just how silly it looks. Like dun 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 Just like a, a hair fin coming down from the ceiling trying to devour these boys that have invaded the house. When you finally get to see what the evil sister looks like, the best I can describe it as... So you know the evil guy from the Pixar movie Monsters, Inc., the little lizard guy who can go like incognito and blend in with the background? Picture that in a real-life movie with just really long hair and kind of Skeletor-themed. That's what the evil sister looks like. And her whole motivation with being evil is when she was born... She said the parents screamed and were afraid. And when Peter was born, they were very happy and they showed him love. And that's why she resented Peter as well as the parents. Miss Devine, the world's number one teacher, comes for her third visit in the home and eventually helps rescue Peter. The final fight scene, it's, it's kind of lame. By the time you see what the evil sister looks like, you're already disappointed. I mean, when the stuff started happening and the hair fin was going, I was like, oh, really? Like, we, we did so well up to this point. But then the evil sister puts Peter down in this, like, little hole where I guess is where the sister lived for a very long time. And Miss Divine... Gets Peter, goes in, goes to where Peter's at. The evil sister's there, is about to kill Miss Divine, but Peter sees the long hair of the evil sister, pulls on it, which, like, stuns the sister, which, again, her supernatural strength, I'm like, what? She could probably just throw Peter against a wall and end it all right there, but whatever. It stuns her, they get her back into the hole, they put the steel crate over it, and the evil sister does have a cool last line. It's like, you think this will keep me down forever? You're always going to be afraid that I'm going to get out. Every shadow that you see, every strand of hair you think is going to be me. We're blood and nothing will ever separate us. And it's kind of a spooky line, but since the design of the sister is like so bad, it's not really that effective. I mean, on paper it's great. 
But in this movie, once everything has happened, it's kind of like, oh, okay. A couple of things that they kind of left up for interpretation, I guess, is there's a dead body in the garden. I wondered if the evil sister did that, and I'm guessing the parents covered it up and buried that dead body, which they then hid the evil sister. That's what I'm guessing. There's some speculation that the parents did it, but I was like, I, they're crazy, but I don't think they're the murdering crazy. I mean, they kept the evil sister alive all this time. So I'm guessing that's where that was going. There's a part in the beginning of the film with the washer when Miss Devine's on one of her unofficial visits to the house. Peter starts like knocking on the door, trying to get her attention and yelling. But the washer turns on just randomly. And it's going, it's going. And then it stops. So then she hears Peter yelling. But then the washer gets going again and the dad's like, oh, it's the washer. I'm like, what? Was the washer part of the supernaturalness, or... I don't know. Maybe it was just a timed washer, and the parents set it for a time, and... It paused for some reason, like the washer malfunctioned, and then it continued. But it just kind of gave me vibes that, like, the washer was turning on by itself, stopping, and then turning on again to try to cover up Peter's noises, and to help the parents out. Maybe I'm just paying too much attention to the washer. So, in recap of this movie, the first two-thirds are great. Lots of suspense. It's greatly shot. It's acted well. The story's pretty good. The pacing's good. I mean, it was fantastic. And then we get to the last third act, and it goes downhill from there. And it's mainly because of the Evil Sisters' design. It just felt like a different movie. It really did. We go from the suspenseful movie about, like, abusive parents. And then it turns into, like, a creature flick about a evil sister with long hair that spiders crawl out from. I don't know. It was weird. Speaking of weird, this film had a odd distribution. I mean, it, it, it was only released to limited theaters for a very short amount of time. I'm guessing because the release date was on the same day as Barbie and Oppenheimer. But, I mean, they really didn't give themselves a chance. It wasn't in theaters that long, at least in the areas that I looked at. I mean, I know the third act was bad, but they probably could have gave it a chance. I'm guessing somewhere in the higher offices, they were watching the movie and they are like, Oh yeah, this is great. Like, just finish up like the rest of the film. And like they got it all ready, they were getting marketing ready, and then they watched the final third, and they're like, "Ooh, yeah, we'll just we'll just do a limited release." I I don't know. So if you're gonna check out this movie, watch it for the first two thirds. It's great. You'll have a good time. It's a little spooky. And then you can laugh at the last third of the movie of the reptilian Skeletor evil sister that floats around with a hair shark fin. I appreciate for those who are still listening, if you are feeling like the bully from Peter's school instead of smashing his pumpkin, you can always smash the subscribe or like button instead so you can see when the next episode is released. And until next time.